stereo. Inspiration. Hey, welcome back everyone. This is Unchained Inspiration. I am your host, Reese Seven. Today's link in the chain is titled, It's Play-Doh. I can't believe that it's been so long since I was able to sit down with my friend Amy. I She is the second reason I am doing the podcast. Yes, first it was my nephews that they... I have a hard time letting a couple of my nephews get ahead of me. So when they got their podcast underway, I thought it was really cool. They do it weekly, which really, to me, that routine speaks so loudly about where you're wanting to go and perfect opportunity for reflection and journaling. But my friend Amy was actually probably even a bigger catalyst in getting this whole podcast and this last year's journey that I've been on underway. We would sit down oftentimes and talk about projects uh, to kind of help a local gallery out. And as we were talking about things, it was a lot of the ideas were already in in a direction that I was interested in and was asking myself why I've never actually pursued some of these, these goals or these projects. And so one of the components was podcasting. And I meant to have Amy on much sooner, but I'm actually really thankful that it's been over the halfway point of the year that I get to bring her on because I've started to work out a lot of the technical glitches that kind of plagued me on the first few recordings with like the microphones that just, they sounded tinny and they weren't as robust as the ones that we're recording on now. And I've got a flow to the podcast, which is really exciting. So I kind of feel like this is an opportunity to me to, for me to do a bit of show and tell with her in studio. So glad that you're here. How are you doing? Thank you, Reese. I am doing really good. Um, just finished work and here I am talking to you. It's funny. We both had big days. Like we both are working our regular jobs and I, I, I wanted to race home today. Like I, I started my week dreading it. I was really, I'm in this awkward position where I came to the end of my probationary period and I had to make a choice of, do I stay down the avenue I'm at or, and which is during this COVID season has not really been a good reflection of what my position with the city is supposed to be. And I'm taking a leap of faith. I'm stepping out in faith to take on this job. And I decided to not go back to my old job. And so this is really exciting, but it caused a lot of angst coming to this decision because you just, it's this unknown. And when we've sat down in the past, I've always tended to kind of sit on the comfort line of life. And we would have these really amazing conversations and you would bring so many incredible creative ideas to the table every single time that I kept asking myself, why, why do I choose comfort over the possibility of experiencing the most amazing things? And I, I need to thank you. Like you have been probably the largest inspiration this past year since I got to know you. And that really, like, I'm very honored and touched by that because I never actually knew the impact that I had on your journey discovering podcast. Um, it's, I just kind of go with the flow and 
listen to people and where, what they're saying. And then when I start finding connections, I start putting them together and start saying whatever I need to say at the time that's needed. It, it's like your super, like it's like your superpower. Like your superpower is you, you heard, you were listening to us planning uh, for that gallery and you were bringing things to the table that I had no idea about. Like, for example, I let everyone on the podcast know that if you ever wanted to support this podcast, that I don't really want to monetize the podcast. I'm not interested because it's my art journal. Mm. What I'm wanting to do is if you're interested in my work and you're seriously appreciate what we're doing, I just point you to www.studio07.org and you can check out the shop. If you're, if you like what we do, you can purchase a print. And it was as simple as you were telling me about third-party printing that I had no idea even existed, that it was another door that opened up. And like, I have so many sleepless nights because of you. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I hope that's a good thing. It is an amazing thing because what it's doing is it allows for a person to realize that there is opportunity to share your interests and talents with so many other people. We live in a small city. Mm-hmm. It seems a bit isolated some days. And all of a sudden, I was telling you before the podcast that I'm well over a thousand listens in 10 different countries. And so obviously I'm connecting to someone or maybe I'm, I've am i got a good write-up or something that I help entice them to take a listen to. But I feel so privileged that your our conversations together prompted this and it's been an amazing journey thank you so i guess uh i have a question like what was the first thing like what was the epitome moment that was like oh this is what i should be doing like what was the conversation that we were having that made that connection oh i'm all of a sudden on the question of board that's awesome <laughs> And I I like that. I actually feel really comfortable with that because I always want to make this more of a conversation. And I'm glad that you feel comfortable to ask me questions back because I find I, I ask more questions than I ever answer. Uh, For me, the, the pivotal point, the point that everything just kind of stopped and I like did that 180 was when we were talking about the Yule gallery and what opportunities we could provide there. It was I was literally pulling everything that I had thought about of the wish list. Like mm-hmm. you, everyone has a bucket list or a wish list. Well, my wish list was always to own a commercial building. And the commercial building was always to have it as a community hub for artists to come and like, for example, have little podcast hubs that you would be able to record in or a gallery, or maybe we have artists that they don't want to show their work on a gallery, but wouldn't mind putting some of their work up on the, on the virtual side that they could sell some prints that way. And then we would just help facilitate that. So it was all of these components that we were talking about that I remember I remember sitting in my car, I was driving and we had just had one of our epic two, three hour morning visits and I was driving to work and I was reflecting on what we had said and I thought, why am I giving this away? Mm-hmm. Why, why, why am I giving this away? Like I'm, I feel that like I need to just at least try the process. And it might not work for me. And I, I realized that if it doesn't work for me, that that's just part of the journey. But 
if I'm not even trying, I don't even know what I'm speaking about. Mm -hmm. And so it was the fact that you were providing me options and things to think about. And instead of sitting on the sideline and then handing it off to someone else to run, I'm like, let's try that. I have no idea what this is even about. So now it's funny because I've had other guests on here that are interested in doing podcasts. And it wasn't originally podcasts. Podcasting was just such a small component of our whole thought with that gallery. Right. And, but it's amazing that just taking the opportunity to understand something technically has allowed me to have a voice on what works well, what doesn't work well. I don't need to run it. It's just, I'm giving you a tool or I'm giving you an option. Just like you gave me a tool and an option through a conversation that I'm like, this is incredible. Like, like I, I just felt so amazed. And so you, you, I've adopted you as part of my crew. Like you are in my inner crew that when I can finally get some legs under me, we're moving up to a next level. And I don't know what that is at this point. Right. So, but I just, I really have to thank you more than anything else. I just have to thank you on just being such an amazing friend to sit and listen and share ideas. And But then I would like to find out from you, from those conversations, what has been going on in your end? Well, I will get to that in a moment, but I feel like... Um... I feel like that Yo Gallery is still like a seed in the ground. Like it still has time to flourish. And I think that um, between your path and my path, it's still like parallel to, to like together. And we're, as we're gathering our own skill sets and, and gathering information of what's happening in the community, I really think that we can still make that place bloom. Um, one of the things is like being part of like pop-up parks in the community and having connections with like uh, mural fest jeff goring there um i was actually wandering around downtown at lunch today and um there there's that space between shut up and where it and the thai ten to itch yeah, yeah i i well, i love that there are vietnamese food there <laughs> they're so good yeah and they're actually uh completely muralizing the buildings in between and they're creating a artist hub where they're having these booths come in and um they're expecting to have different artists each week so they, they could set up their own like little projects that whatever they want to sell whatever they're creating and people could come and go and see what's happening. And I think that there's a lot of opportunity to take all these little things and just make it into like a nice hub and for the Yule Gallery to like get involved with. I completely agree. And I feel like I'm not taking anything from that away from that project because I feel that they offer something that I could never offer. Mm-hmm. And I really think that the proposal that we are working on and building is good because we're going to be able to take, for example, this podcast and be able to present it on what the potential is for doing mm-hmm. and creating. It's interesting that there's this pop-up gallery space happening in, and for those that don't understand what we're talking about is we live in a, it's not a very old city in global standards. It's uh, 115 years old or so. And we always boast about our historical downtown space. The historical downtown space, unfortunately, has really seen a 
a depletion in historical buildings due to fire and just the wrecking ball. And the space that we're talking about, I believe, was actually a fire situation where the building had to come down because of a fire. And this lot, it's not overly wide. It's incredibly deep. Nothing's been able to sell or go into that space. And we've had another space in another area of the yard that they've kind of done this pop-up kind of restaurant communal eating space and Mm -hmm. i don't really know how to describe it better than that i probably should have those guys on at some point to talk about their amazing yard thing yeah that i when i first saw it i was intrigued and then i was skeptical on how well it would do and then last summer that thing was full it was unreal i i i just standing applause like i commend them like thinking outside the box fantastic you're not having to build a new structure Mm -hmm. you're just having to re reformat and just reinvent the space and so this is what they're doing with this vacant lot is reinventing the space which is so incredible and southern alberta summers are incredible there's they're warm long nights Mm -hmm. so there's going to be lots of traffic the interesting part that i need to put out to you is communication yes i feel that our community really struggles with letting letting everyone know what's out there absolutely yeah there's um there is a gap in communicating to the community as to what the community offers everybody um the yard is one example but i think um i'm not sure how they can relay information um more effectively like there's social media and the new like and the radio but where is everybody listening? Well, and that's just it, right? It's unless you're actually having a conversation with others, you're really struggling. So fortunately, I've decided to find, being an introvert, decided to find a voice. Mm-hmm. And by talking to people, I'm really discovering that there's a lot of amazing things going on, but it's so hush-hush. And I can understand a lot of people not touching radio because oftentimes there's a bill involved mm-hmm. in it. And so many of these projects aren't, really economically strong that they have to rely on word of mouth and getting it out that way because they just don't have a budget for advertising yeah um yeah i just i i wonder like like do you like do you get a sense of what might be going on with people why they wouldn't be communicating or what's what might be going on well i know with um like certain um businesses they're starting to like uh collaborate and like help each other out like with av- like advertising like let's get together let's do this program and then they start tagging each other through social media and they start building off of each other's audience so like um right now like common and and uh the loft and a few other companies are doing a 30-day challenge and they've hashtagged a, uh yxh movement and then they kind of like have this Facebook page strictly for that challenge and they now have these like four or five different companies with their own audience and they start bouncing off of each other's audience and that's how they get their word of mouth around at a more um, effective method that is cost effective. Well I think too it also speaks to like if you like personally like when I have a group of friends recommending something. Mm Mm-hmm then I'm really enticed by going because now I've got people that I trust 
advocating for a product or a service that they find is rich and beneficial that it's an easy sell for me. Mm -hmm. But when it's an advertisement, I just, yeah, I'm not really on board with it half the time. So I, I always thought of it in terms of like people around here didn't want to let their secret sauce out. Right. They just didn't want to share what might be a potential gold mine. And it's really, it's unfortunate because like when, when you remain guarded that way, Mm -hmm. you're, you're left alone. Absolutely. Kind of lost. So. Yeah. I find like when you have like more community, like sharing each other's like um, ideas and, and what, and they can actually grow quite exponentially. And, um, and that's like with the 30 day challenge I found with them is that they have like grown their audience for each business a lot more by just that collaboration. Um, so yeah, marketing on is, uh, especially for Mess and Hat, like Mess and Hat is behind on their marketing. Like, um, I've struggled that as a marketer cause that's, what I've done in as a trade in the past and I've actually moved past, like forward from that and plan on doing more marketing for myself when I get into my avenues. Um, but yeah, like definitely I would, when I get more into my own business, I would be probably more collaborative with people around me so that it's more community based and that's pretty much where my focus is. So if you had to come up with a strategy for moving forward on how you would try to get communication out better. Mm-hmm. Have you thought of that? Well, everybody, I find that since, like, especially with COVID, that like it's been a lot more creative. People have been a lot more creative with their business and how they're putting things out there. Um, and I'm I'm finding that people like the creativity. They they really like. Oh, if this is unique and it catches my eye, I'm going to, I'm gravitating towards it. Um, as far as like, m- like marketing, um, um, like, what was your question? Well, just like if you've, you've thought of like a, a more effective strategy, because um, like everything right now, I agree with you. Yeah. It's like, if it's unique and kind of has a sparkle or a mm-hmm. bit of imagination to it, we're drawn to it, like flies to a light. But what I'm noticing is like, not everyone is plugged into social media. No. And so like, how, how do you like branch, take it to the next level? Because social media is pretty accessible mm-hmm. and you can kind of do it on the fly. But then how do you like give it that next level? Yeah. And I know some people are trying to get away from social media too. Like, and they're actually starting to develop their own apps to help promote them, their own selves. Um, they're also like forums, they're like web pages, how they create their own blogs. There's a medium. So there's a lot of, um, uh, like medium is an interesting app that I got in like, kind of down a rabbit hole with and you could create these articles and and make money off of them just by people reading them and clapping for them and there's different like um 
And Medium has d many different websites, so you could actually like tag your what your article's about. So if it's like about dating and relationships, you tag you put it in the dating and relationships website of Medium, and then you tag it with different meta tags, and then people will. The more attention you get, the you actually generate a passive income from and i just love how animated you're getting like your smile is a million dollars right now <laughs> thank you so it's kind of like like people are finding very interesting ways of developing income and um and finding different ways that like they, they don't need to market by being on medium as a writer like they that's they just have to know how to use the tags and and medium only allows you like 10 different tags to use and then you just kind of get shuffled into there and if you make like two articles a week then you're probably higher ranking on the shuffle so it's just consistency too probably yeah, yeah absolutely um there's uh people love to watch people do things like isn't that the truth like youtube it's like srm like they're like just listening to this person drawing and just quietly talking as they're doing it and or eating cereal or, you know, just listening to their voice. I listened, I watched a YouTube video of a lady doing Reiki and cutting cords just by scissor sounds. And, and people are like, are paying for this. And I'm like, why are you guys paying for this? You know? Well, is what an interesting turn of events, right? Because like we were just talking about like around here, you kind of like want to keep your secret sauce secret that you don't want to show the process. You don't want to show what mm -hmm. you're doing. And w this whole movement is going the exact opposite way where it's like, see, I use this technique and these products mm -hmm. and this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm thinking about. And you're right. Like I know myself, one of my favorite things to do is watch time-lapse uh, artists just go through the process, just love watching that whole thing. And murals are the ones that really captivate me because that is not an easy undertaking to have that much square footage to work with. Yeah. And, and usually a permanent fixed surface mm -hmm. that it's, it's mesmerizing. It's better than magic. Right. And yeah, I never imagined like when I'm, I've had somebody come to me, it's like, Amy, you should like set up your phone. So when you're drawing, you could just record it while you're drawing and then just put it on YouTube because people will like that stuff. And I'm like, well, that's boring. <laughs> like, I'm like, I've me, like to me, it's interesting that I'm doing it, but like people actually find it interesting to watch other people draw. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's unique. That's different. And I think people are starting to really value different. They want change. They want something that's fresh and unique and, and whatnot. And I've, um, I've been exploring Etsy a little bit too on a marketing level. Um, cause like after like our talks, I took a different trajectory. Well, I'm glad you're getting back to this because I've been wondering. <laughs> yeah. So, um, after our talks, I'm like, I got frustrated with like marketing for other people. Like I want to tell them like, this is what you do and this is how you, you do it. And then they're like, fight against the, the stream and um and so I decided well you know what like I've been told by uh, like few people are like you're so inspirational like you kind of place things like when we talk you just you should be a life coach because you could direct people yeah. in the way they think and put th pieces the, together for them and oops 
sorry. Um, and put the pieces together for them. And I don't realize that I'm doing that. And I started to really like kind of think about that and like how like I like inspiring people. I like getting into what they're involved in. I like seeing like like it's Play-Doh, you know, I'm like, oh, let's see how this works. And um, how can we make this a bigger idea that's a good idea for you? And so I went moving into life coach, transformational coaching to be precise. Okay, wow. Yeah, um, I'm halfway through my certificate, and but with work and everything, it's kind of a slow process. Um, I've got so many questions for you. Okay. It's like, I, I look at the time and I'm like, really? <laughs> this might be a two-parter. <laughs> okay, we'll do a two-parter. Um, so I got into the transformational coaching and then I, like with my... Um, I did a, a deep uh, examination of my own core values. And I'm like, what are my core values? What am I per like putting out there to the world? And how does that give to other people? And it ends up to be spirituality and grace. And I found that interesting. And my friend, she's like, hey, Amy, I need to fill this class. Do you want to take Reiki with me? And I'm like, sure, I'll take a Reiki class with you. And then I got my level one Reiki. And then I got my level two Reiki and I'm like moving into this transformational coaching as I'm like doing Reiki work now on other people. Wow. And I got into this rabbit hole of Etsy and I realized that there is a huge spirituality uh, avenue in Etsy where like you, there was like people doing three card tarot readings really? and, and they're doing it for like five to seven dollars each. It takes no time at all usually for this to happen but they're closing their shops down they can't keep up really yeah <laughs> so <laughs> i think we're going to save my questions for part two okay uh because i know that the moment i ask these questions it's just going to open a whole can of worms up that's going to get you talking lots <laughs> and it's fantastic but before we end this episode okay i'm going to rattle your chain okay any thoughts on how we can collaborate coming up? We're about to start summer and it's a whole new season. Um, I just feel that when we, when the two of us get together, mm -hmm. there's some serious sparks that start happening and a f little fire starts every single time. I agree. And um, I'm going to have to take some thought to it because I love the idea of collaborating with you. And I'm like, how do I, how do I utilize this collaboration that will be so so impactful not just for us but for everybody else around that's listening and i would like to take some time to like dig deep into it well the offer's on the table okay and there's no expiry date to it okay. so even in 20 years if you need to collaborate on something and it, it comes to you that late in the game okay you've still got the golden ticket okay okay sounds good so it's a when you're on my podcast, it's an automatic open invite. Uh, so previous guests, if you're still listening uh, and we haven't had a chance to collaborate yet, those collaborations are still good. Uh, I'm going to end this episode because we're going to start on part two. Uh, everyone, thank you for tuning in this week. This has been It's Play-Doh. This is Reseven signing out.
stand by.